Okay, welcome everybody to episode 21 of Life Short, Live Free's Gears and Beers. This is the portion of our podcast where we talk about the gear we love, the gear we hate, gun industry news, and other dumb shit that we come up with. Uh, Tonight we're going to be talking about some news that actually just broke a couple hours ago about the pistol brace thing. If you haven't heard about that, you've probably been living under a rock. Uh, something Sam came across, actually, I think Josh Price actually brought this up, double triggers from, from Elfman. Uh, also, there's a rumored Keltec P50 and uh, a lawsuit that's going on with Cheaper Than Dirt. Our panel tonight, we've got, as usual, our boy Johnson up there behind me. For, and that's that's awkward. We're sitting back to back. We've also we've also got Sam down there on the bottom. Sam, Howdy. Uh, the owner of Shyworks, who is the sponsor of tonight's show. And I'm your host, Box. I think we're going to do a giveaway again tonight. So if you want a, a sticker, one of these guys here, a Gears and Beers sticker, share the feed, comment down below that you shared it, and we'll do a drawing at the end of it. And if we get 20 shares, we're going to give away, or Shyworks rather, is going to give away a metal patch. Yeah. Those got are, some cool ones. Yeah. Um, got our typical Shyworks one. We got a uh, Fuck Your Feelings one, of course. Brand new one. Um, <laughs> I don't know where the hell, like what I was smoking when I designed this. Uh, Bush Labe. Come and take one. Uh, don't tread on me. Defund. This is my personal favorite. Defund the ATF. And then the uh, the Beskar um, patch. So, Yep, if we get to 20 shares, I'll give away one of these bad boys. So get to sharing and make sure you comment in the comment section that you shared, and I will put you in the drawing. All righty. Well, why don't we start with this news about the pistol braces? So surely, I mean, we might as well rename this podcast. Let's talk about pistol braces. (laughs) That's pretty much all it's been about the last several episodes. So they released uh, about a week ago now, I think it was on the 16th, that they said they were going to release some guidance on how they were going to start um, classifying ARs with, with the pistol braces on it. And I don't know exactly the details to it. There's a lot of shit that's... I mean, it's pretty much... I mean, we're dealing with the ATF here. There's yeah. never, we're never really truly going to know all the details. Right. So just basically, I'll jump in box. Basically, they said there's a bunch of factors like um, how big your mag is, the weight of it, what you have, what you put on it, the length of pull, the brace, if you got a eye relief on your scope and all this stuff. But they didn't tell you how they were going to, how any of that made it made it uh, a pistol brace. So they just says all this stuff may determine it, but it doesn't mean that it is. The only way we're going to know if it is, is if you send it in and, and tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made no freaking sense whatsoever. Yeah. Anyways, that, so after they did that, they released that letter. They opened it for comments, which is supposed to be actually open for 90 days for comments. Mm-hmm. And they were like, nope, you got 14 days to, to comment on this for, from the, for the public to comment on this. So, I mean, a lot of people have been pretty disappointed with how few comments they've mm-hmm. been getting, which last I saw was like 48,000, but I'm pretty sure it only it only updated like in once a day. So I'm guessing there was quite a few more than that. I'm guessing somewhere around the um, 60 to 70,000 comments on I'm there. looking at it right now. It's 67,401 public comments. Okay. But just a few do- hours ago, they released another... Uh, news release or whatever saying they're withdrawing that letter mm-hmm. and the and the comments for it so that's a i mean it's tough to know how to take that really whether it's just yeah we won we seemingly won this battle so far but it's the fucking atf and yeah. that war has been going on with them with pistol races for years and years now so I yeah, guarantee the, they're going to come back with something worse here soon, or it's yeah, hard to so think that they're not. On the withdrawal here, they have the summary is uh, the Bureau of 
Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives is announcing the withdrawal of a notice and request for comments entitled Objective Factors for Classifying Weapons with Stabilizing Braces. Um, supplementary information says, upon further consultation with the Department of Justice in the Office of Deputy Attorney General, the ATF is withdrawing pending further Department of Justice review the notice and request for comments entitled Objective Factors for Classifying Weapons with Stabilizing Braces that was published December 18th. As explained in the notice, the proposed guidance was not a regulation. The notice informed and invited comment from the industry and public on a proposed guidance prior to issuing a final guidance document. The withdrawal of the guidance does not change any law, regulation, or other legally binding requirement. So basically they're just saying, yeah, we should have never even asked you guys. <laughs> we yeah. take it back. There has been yeah. one thing that came out since since this. I've seen a lot of people wondering. They're like, well, this just sounds like they're, they're just taking away your opportunity to comment on this. But the way it's worded says withdrawing the guidance and the comments. It doesn't say just taking taking away the comments. For it. So that leads me to believe it's they're actually withdrawing that proposal. Yeah. Um, so the actual the actual summary on here is the announcing the withdrawal of a notice and request for comments. Yes. So they're withdrawing the notice and the request for comments. They're saying we don't want your comments anymore, basically. Right. And also, it wasn't just everybody um, putting in comments. There was also 98 congressmen signed a letter. Um, that was sent to them as well. So they were picking up a lot of flack from it already. Um, as as Jesse's pointed out, this is not over, 100%, um, not over. But I think this is this is a win. I think uh, the, the community came together. Um, you know, it's not as many comments as we'd like to see, but they're starting to really pile up. Um, the community came together, celebrate tonight, and... Um, get back at it tomorrow because they're coming right back. I promise you they will come right back. They won't ever oh, stop. Yeah. They won't ever give up, but you got to celebrate a little bit when you win. Um, that's another thing that irritates me is already, um, you know, guys will post in groups, Hey, you know, this is awesome. We won. And you're damn right. We did. We need to, we need to, um, you know, celebrate the victories, but there's these guys that refuse to just, well, that's just, that's just hogwash. It's bullshit. They're just going to come back and, and, and screw us over again tomorrow. It's like, Hey, well, yeah, it's never going to stop. So no. enjoy the, realize, enjoy the little wins, you know? Yeah. We realize they ain't going to stop, but damn it. If you're just negative the entire time, you know, that Which, ain't very, I don't know. Cause they, the whole, uh, green tip thing, you know, that's the one did that. That was like 2010. Ish. No, that was that like, early. That was like, was like, that was like 15 or 16. 15. Was it? But it was, was after I was in the gun community, which was 2012 was was when I started. Yeah, maybe so. it was 15. I don't remember. But I remember that was kind of the same deal as, uh, you know, a request for comment. And they had 80 some odd thousand comments on on that as well. Um, right. And that's when they kind of withdrew that whole thing, too. So, And the other thing is on the bump stocks. I can't remember, but I don't even think there was a barely 100,000 comments. And that yeah. was open for 90 days right. as opposed to this was open for what? Five, six days. Right. Yeah, it opened on the 18th, I think. Yeah. And we'd already reached uh, 67,000. 60, you know, so that's a, that, that's a plus. Um, and guys, one thing I was thinking about today, there's Facebook groups that grow just huge super quick what about if a guy put together a group of people like us that were all guys that would get actually involved and do something and every time something like this came out you put a call out to that group and every single person before you're approved into that group you have to yes i will submit i will i will submit comments and stuff like that and every time something like this happens you hit the go button on a group of fifty thousand people and they're just, you know, swarmed with letters and calls and comments. I kind of yeah. thought that might be a kind of a, a cool idea, but that was just uh that's just me. I would imagine there's gotta be a group out there like that. 
Because it's not like all these lobbying groups don't have their own groups. Right. So I'd imagine... Yeah, it's a good idea, but I imagine there's something out there. You would think, anyways. Surely well, Sam yeah. didn't have an original idea. No. <laughs> you wouldn't think so. I rarely no. do. Um, but like even but even like the NRA or the Gun Owners of America, you know, they got millions of members, you know, and still we only had 70,000, 60, 70,000 comments. I'm just talking about building a social media group of people that every time something happens, they'll freaking jump in and, and, and you know, do what's got to be done. Yeah. I don't know. Thought it'd be a cool idea. There's one thing is kind of piggybacking off of something you said earlier, Sam. Something that bothers me about this whole thing that's when it's going on and everyone that's been, I mean, everybody's been pushing people like, come on, you need to get involved and, and write these, write and get our comment on this, on this proposal. And there's so many people that are just commenting on shit like this. Like, no, it's not even worth it. They just deserve to be pulled out of their offices and, and burned. I'm like, so you're gonna skip all the all the legal procedure. You're not. You don't give a shit about that. You're just gonna jump straight to fucking violence. Like, dude, you you don't want that. Why why do you want to Why do you want to go past the peaceful resolution or resolution straight to violence? Right. You don't want that. I don't get you're, that. Uh, you're you're you're. Uh... That's very similar to what Sage Dynamics was saying, correct? Yeah, yes. Yeah, but at the same time, like how much is like at what point at what point does the violence start then? Because if it's always if you're always just trying for a peaceful the the thing is you don't you're right, you don't want violence. Nobody wants violence. I know I know a lot of guys say they do, but they really don't. Um the you got to have the threat of violence. I think, I mean, that's, that's, that's I, the whole, I understand whole that, but I think that's, I think that's when the, when the legal portion of it fails, yeah. when you're at your last, you know, you're at, it's your last option, exactly. you know, right. I'm a felon now because of the way these things have changed. And, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, they create millions of felons overnight by reclassifying things and do things like that. And that gets passed and that's become law. That's when that is the point where you have to stand up for it. But I don't think, you know, you can't just before any legal action happens and just be like, nope, we're just going to burn their offices and drag them out of there. You know, like you can't. No, no. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that threat, that threat is what, um, you know, if you want war, if you want peace, prepare for war. That's yeah. very similar to what I'm talking about, because guess what? You're very you're you're a whole lot less likely to screw with somebody that's extremely heavily armed, a.k.a. American citizens. than you are if American citizens were completely disarmed. That's why I love that that Bundy standoff um, that happened down there and was in Nevada. When yeah. that you know, and look into that if you don't know what I'm talking about, because I'm not going to get into it here. But that was a perfect example of the way that the Second Amendment uh, can stand up for Americans' rights without ever firing a bullet, without ever without ever committing violence, because the threat of that violence was there. There was an entire army of civilians there ready to commit violence if the government overstepped. And they didn't because those citizens were there. So I think the I think um, you guys are right. Nobody wants violence, but if you say you're ready for violence, you damn well you damn well better be because you know at some point it's going to have to happen. There's a difference between being ready for violence and people just saying it's time for violence. Right. The, the people that are saying it's time for violence are the people that are getting right. to me. You don't just the when the government is is like, hey guys, what do you think we should do? You're not like, ah, fuck you. I'm just gonna burn your house down. That's <laughs> no, that's not what we're about. Yeah. No, no, not. But what happens? What? What? When is the point? I'm gonna ask you. When two, they when, is... when they ask you what you want, and then they go another way. Right. When the, uh, like when the said, majority when... clearly says you should do this, and they're like, no, we're gonna do this. Yeah, that's like when, when we're when we're fighting and they and, you know, like 
we all know what's coming an assault weapons ban right so that's going to be something that they're going to try and push through is this assault weapons ban so when the gun owners of america stand up and say no we're not going to let this happen and they pass it anyway that's when it's time when when the laws get passed that criminalize the second amendment that's when it's time when the legal when the legal battle when we've lost the legal battle whether right or wrong when we've lost the legal battle and we have no other means to fight this that's when the violence can happen yeah but the other side of that is like this has been going on a very very gradual very slight losing our rights you know over generations oh i think that's about so to change we we may only lose a little bit of rights in our generation and it's never to the point where it's enough that we're ready to start you know hoisting the black flag and slitting throats and then we have our kids and raise them up to think the same way as we do and they only lose a little bit in their generation and it's never that time until our great grandkids are here and guess what those rights are already gone and there's yeah. not shit you can do about it you know so yeah, I think and but I'm, I'm just being the devil's advocate here. Right. No, I understand. I understand. I just think that I think that it's personally with the the current climate, I don't I don't see it being our children fighting this battle. I truly believe it will be us fighting this battle because I I see a full-on firearm semi-auto firearms ban trying to get pushed in the next 3 years. Yeah, possibility, possibility. Guys, on um, the last like three or four podcasts and Gears and Beers, it's everyone has gone to gone to civil war and you guys have you guys noticed that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's all right. I don't I think guess. it's for no reason. I think it's a it's a very relevant topic in our current socioeconomic status. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. Um, there, there's some. I think uh, there's a few comments in the comment section. Um, ben Kimball is kind of saying oh, the same thing as me. Um, also, there's a few talking about when I was talking about that Facebook group that just yeah. comments. Uh, Facebook would delete the group, and everyone has leftist retaliation. No, not necessarily. Is is if you kept it kosher. Um. Uh, also, remember we we're talking about um, negative Nancys. Come on, man! Don't be a negative Nancy. I'm gonna pull. Oh, I'm gonna pull a Joe Biden. Here. Come on, man! <laughs> uh, Mike, I did. Got all five. Um, got some antennas on order. They're supposed to be here today, but. We'll see what tomorrow brings. <laughs> um, what what antennas? What are you talking about? I got uh, some a breeze, or I got an abri and a couple Nagoya antennas. Yeah, just I don't know what that means. Just different antennas than are they these factory garbage. So let me get this straight, Sam. You asked him what antennas he's got, and then when he tells you, you're like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> No, I was I was wondering if it's gonna be like a stationary antenna or just the same size one that screwed onto the handheld. The, the it's handheld. it's still part for the handheld, so it's just a screw on deal. Um, but they're just longer range, better reaching, better quality antennas. Um, but yeah, I've got some antennas coming, and then um, I've been looking a lot at like stationary radios that have a little more transmitting power and. Yeah, so looking at I've I've been looking at putting a big ass antenna up on this tower that I've got out here on this pole, and uh, I was looking at coaxial cable because I was like, man, I got I already got coaxial to that to that post out there, and it's already you know buried in the ground all the way to the house, brought into the house, ready to go. Thought it was gonna be perfect. Then I was like, well, it's RG6 coaxial cable. So then I got to looking at that and turns out there's a lot of losses in that per foot. So then I was like, okay, what's new cable for ham radio? Really effing expensive. That's what it is. So 
Might be so just putting you, a big antenna on the roof. So if you put a big antenna up there and I just have one of those handhelds, would we be able to talk to each other? Or would I have to have a big antenna too? <clears throat> no, I think um, for as far apart as we are, if we both had good antennas on the handhelds, we'd be able to talk to each other. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've been. I'm gonna get some of those ordered as well. So, um, be nice. And to I've have. been looking. At, I've been looking at repeater, uh, repeater frequencies around here. There's nothing in Kingsley or anything either. So the closest repeaters I've found are in Lamar's. So if I can reach the Lamar's repeater, I don't know if that thing's got enough transmit power for you to. I don't know if you, I don't think you'd be able to reach to be able to talk back to that trans to that repeater hmm. but we'll have to test it out once we get our licenses yeah once we get our licenses yeah okay well <laughs> why don't we just go ahead and move on from that boys to this dumbass thing that you're going to be surprised that sam actually likes yeah. <laughs> that elfed man yeah. came out with in 2012 i believe which is, if you've ever played paintball, there it was popular for guns to have triggers where you could place your index and your middle finger on the trigger. And Elfman thought, oh, well, it works good for paintball guns, so let's go ahead and build a, a trigger for, for ARs on this. And I just, I thought this just the worst idea. And Sam... Sam, for some reason, likes it. Sam, make your case for this abortion <laughs> of an accessory. Did you put a Did you put a picture up by chance? No, I didn't. So, yeah, look up if you're if you're curious about what we're talking about. The Elfman DTR trigger. Um, this is is it's pretty old. Um, this was a thing back in like 2012 or something like that. Um, and I'm not saying I like it or I'm I would ever run it or even invest in it. Um, I couldn't find any videos of somebody actually shooting it, you know, high speed. But technically, if you think about it, it makes sense because no, it doesn't. I mean, <laughs> yes, we have binary triggers now, but you can you can do this a hell of a lot faster than you can do this. So if you think about it, your rate of fire technically technically should be greatly improved by by having an extended trigger, should it not? No. Okay, so let's think about this, Why Sam. For your trigger is going to be if you say you got a seven pound trigger, and then you extend it down like that, it's going to end up being under three pounds. So to be able to run it like this super fast, yeah. you're going to have to have around a three or four pound trigger up top. So that would make so? the bottom bottom part of the trigger like super super pound? light, and that's just iffy as fuck. So why don't you do something like six and three or five and two or something like that? Because we have, what, less than three-pound triggers on our competition ARs. Most of them are three and a half. Well, and there's there's some that are less than that. I've seen some yeah. for two. Yeah. But on the, and and I'm I still saying, couldn't run it like this. And, and no. like, I, uh, so when you, run, when you run a paintball gun with a double trigger, you're not even holding on to the grip. Yeah. with your right hand your right hand is legitimately only running the trigger as fast as it can you're holding the gun with the other hand and you're just Not running the trigger as dude watch any go look at any fucking professional paintballer I, yes That's how they played, run it. i i know i know that but i've played paintball before and the, the i mean it's still you can go like this faster than you can go like this it's just, I don't know. and I'm not I'd... saying that you're going to put it on your fucking home defense AR or your, your whatever AR. You're right. This they're w- not because they're discontinued because they're a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> fuck you both. I'm going to build my own. Dude. So I think, <laughs> I think this is where the binary trigger comes in, right? Cause you want to be able to shoot faster. So it's just <sighs> controlled pairs are way easier you know, like everything is easier and better on a binary trigger than this stupid fucking thing. What got me laughing was I was reading an article about it earlier and they about the creator trying to justify it and how it would be good for hunters because it's so much easier with that light trigger pull on the bottom. 
I'm like, okay, if you want a light trigger pull on your hunting rifle, why don't you just get a nice <laughs> light trigger right. on your on your hunting rifle instead of running around with that big ass stupid trigger? Yeah, yeah, and it wouldn't fit worth a shit in in an AR platform. It'd be so long that you wouldn't a trigger guard wouldn't. No, you'd have to have like. Some it, fucking it does. It comes it, it come, fucking trigger guard. It comes with like an attachment that hooks on. So there's two. Yeah. So you have two trigger guards. So you can For have if you wanted sake. to. You could, yeah, and I saw. I did see a video of a guy using it. His trigger finger was for whatever reason he was extremely weak in his trigger finger. So he was just using these two fingers to shoot. Um, so he had one. So he had. Hey. So he had his pinky on the grip <laughs> of this fucking rifle. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he has fucking pinky on the fucking grip of the gun. Seems legit. Yeah, great idea. Fantastic. Everybody should have one. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys are such haters. Such haters. I try to try to give you guys a little bit of uh innovation and you just you Yeah, just I get, I got a lot of control here. Lots of control. <laughs> Lots of control. Can just, you know, let me just Oh, jeez. Can't Hold on. I, I can hold it out with just the pinky on the grip. Hold on. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not oh, a good geez. idea. Stupid. You guys are, Sam, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a badass thing or anything. I just said I was interested in it and I'd like to play with it. I'm saying it's <laughs> stupid and I'm also saying you're stupid for liking it. <laughs> well, screw you too. <laughs> many Christmas. Can't bring uh, any class to you guys. Yeah, that's not. Oh class. yeah, any class. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, as much fun as it is uh, making fun of Sam for his terrible taste in firearm accessories, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Do we move on to the Keltec P50? That's been that's Please. been rumored. I don't know shit about <laughs> it, as does anyone. I don't think nobody right. knows. I don't think anybody knows no, a damn thing. Nobody knows shit about it. So what the fuck are we going to talk about? I find about? this interesting <laughs> as well. Did you guys, um, did you look it up, the, the picture of it or anything? Yeah. Yeah, I saw like the teaser photo of it. Like, yeah, the, the only magazine cover or whatever. The only picture that's available is that it's a Caltech publica pub publication. Um, and it's almost like a... Well, first off, what it is, is very similar to PS90 with the way that the 5.7 rounds sit in there in the magazine sideways. You know, yeah. It sits flat. Um, if you know how P PS90 is, it sits flat on there. And then I don't know, even know how those fucking things work. They they flip the, the bullet sideways and get them in, to get them into the chamber. Um, it, and it, it, it seems to work fine. It seems to work great because that gun is a, is a beast, like as far as it's cyclic rate. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, yeah, I've always, I've always, reliability. it does it actually, are you being, are you being sarcastic or is it pretty good? No, it's, it's pretty good. They have very low failures for like magazine issues and feeding. It's actually okay. a very reliable system. I mean that, and that gun's like, that's the staple of like call of duty and freaking all the, the precursors to call of duty. I remember using that one back on like counter-strike and shit. Remember mm -hmm. Counter-Strike Johnson? You ever play that? Oh, yeah. That, that, that game was the shit. It still um, is. That's st that shit's still competitive, man. They still do play they, Have they updated it? Like, no. graphics and shit, I assume, since then? No. No? No, it's still the exact same Counter-Strike that you knew and loved. It's uh, still the I same game. It's just... It's still competitive, too. They still play tournaments and all kinds of shit on it. Yeah. I always sucked ass at that game. <laughs> um... But anyway, the interesting thing about the, I mean, the PS90, the magazine just kind of snapped flat on the top pretty much. Mm -hmm. And with this P50, it's like almost sandwiched in there. Um, if, if you're curious what I'm saying, go Google P, Caltech P50 and you'll look at the same photo that I am. But I, I'm curious how, how you reload this thing. I mean, it couldn't be a, a quick reload type of system. Um, how do you think it works, Johnson? Do you think? I don't know. I was trying to figure Where that out. If it was a swivel, if, if it was, yeah, swiveled in from, because you know the the actual area where the where the round feeds in is round, right? So that's kind of like how the P90, because it has to have space for the round to turn, 
So it goes from horizontal to straight, right? So it's got to turn 90 degrees, but the whole base is just round. So I'm wondering if the magazine just swivels out. You press the mag release and it kicks out the side. So you turn it out the side and pull. That's kind of what I was wondering. And then it clicks in the side. You slap it in the side. I don't know. Because there's nowhere that it can, that that top section can hinge. Because if you look, that rail, the Picatinny rail turns into just a normal rail and that extends all the way to the back. So that can't swivel up. But we can't um, see the other side of it. No, I know, but you can tell that that, that top could not swivel. Well, yeah, what that you, might. What, I don't know. What are you guys talking about swiveling? I wasn't really magazine, paying attention. We're wondering how swiveling you, out of the side of the gun. We're wondering, wondering if the magazine swivels out or if it's sandwiched, the whole gun opens, and you put a mag in and then sandwich it back together. It looks to me we're like wondering it how just, the hell you load the damn thing. It looks to me like it swivels, and there's that little clip on the front that holds it in. I don't know. Yeah. Because the, the thing is that back circle is bigger than what's exposed there. So you mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to remove the mag from that side, I wouldn't think. Because the rounds are, you know, 5.7 is what, two inches long? Yeah, it's it's a little bit shorter than a, mm, than a inch and a half maybe. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like... I don't think that opening that's on the side there is big enough to swivel that magazine out towards you and then pull it out. It's got to be. That'd be fucking stupid if they made a mag that wasn't well, removable. That, that's what I'm saying. Is I think it. I think it might come out the other side, but I think it does. It's got to like pivot and slide out. Pivot. 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 Uh, the the yeah. weird thing to me is that this thing is a pistol. Like Why? this is, I don't know. It's just fucking huge. Yeah. Looks like a space uh, blaster. It does. I kind of like it though. Yeah, I'm. I dig it. There's just something about Caltech. They're they're fucking ugly usually. Their like, shit's always different. A lot of weird shit. That's why you like them, Sam. Innovative. They're so innovative. innovation. He applauds innovation. Well, you can't. That, yeah, I, I mean that's one hundred percent. But as as far as what we know about this gun, it's literally from that picture. That's basically all we know about it. Um, but that's they. Caltech actually has went as far as to um, do some trademark protection on their on the name P fifty. They have registered that, or copyrighted it, or whatever the fuck they do. Um, so it's, at least it's in, you know, some sort of design funny, and production you look at this, you look at enough this, that they uh, want to protect it. So you look at the magazine cover and they're just really trying for Sam's business here. Keltec, 30 years time. of innovation. <laughs> <laughs> like they even right. put that shit right on the cover of this magazine. I will buy the shit out of this gun. I will. And then I'll Cerakote it in some crazy freaking oh, space yeah, blaster fucking design. Yeah. Somebody said um, it's a cyberpunk reminiscent. You know what cyberpunk is? I have cyberpunk. I don't know much about it. I, I know it's, it's a video game and it's. Mm -hmm. I saw, I saw, I saw a link to something about it being similar to a gun in the Mandalorian too, from like a, an STI or something. And I was like, yeah. that doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> so apparently there's also something in the cyberpunk game. It's just yeah. reminiscent of a lot of the games in uh, cyberpunk. Like they're, um, it's all future. So it's cyberpunk 2077. So it's all kind of like futuristic guns and blasters and shit. That's cool though. Okay. Uh, um, Nathan pointed out, and we might not have said this, Caltech uses a 50-round FNPS 90 magazine. Mm -hmm. Yes, I believe that's what it is, correct. Um, I don't think we've stated that. 50 rounds, so that's pretty freaking cool. I mean, everybody always wanted the, the FN 5.7 because it's 30 rounds, and then you get this bad boy and you get, you know, 50 rounds. I mean, you're not going to be... You're not going to be walking around this with this thing's uh, appendix carrying it. <laughs> I mean, right. obviously, but I think it's going to be a, a cool little, uh, cool little, and it's only a matter of time before somebody throws a brace on it. Oh yeah. Uh -oh. 
Um, That'll be awesome, honestly. But I'm digging on it. You guys already knew that. I didn't even have to tell you that. So uh, Nathan, you can find five seven. You just have to, you know, make roughly eighty to ninety dollars an hour to to afford to shoot it frequently. Um, looking at a dollar eighty six round is the cheapest I can find on uh, Ammo Seek. So what I would do personally, this is just me. I would figure out how to get myself an HK MP7 because that takes 4.6 by 30 ammo. At 4.6 by 30 ammo, there's only one place that you can get it, and that's Palmetto State Armory. And it is in stock right now, which I know is mind blowing to everyone. That's Palmetto State having something in stock is pretty incredible. That's 66 cents around. For wait, for what kind? For 4.6 by 30. What the fuck is that? That's what the HK MP7 fires. Okay, didn't know that. 4.6 by 30 millimeter. It's, yeah, HK MP7, I'm telling you, it's the end-all, be-all. Everybody needs one. Oh, how much are they? Two grand? Oh, you can't get them in the United States. Oh, well, sure. Might as well buy some ammo for it. Now, you, can't, you can't buy the fucking gun in the United States, but you might as well get some ammo for it. I don't I don't think they're imported to the United States. I don't think HK will ever import them to the United States. Uh, Eric let me, points let me out just Google thing. how to get an MP7. Uh, Eric points out the thing has to be pretty big because that, that fun mag, that 50 rounds, has to be 10 to 12 inches long. He's probably right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big gun. Um, Mike points out this upper group kit, uh, CMMG, um, upper kit turns your, is that the, it's just the, an upper receiver to shoot five, seven from your shoot five, AR. seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We actually reviewed that last year's shot show. That was pretty kind of a cool piece. Um, can we get it painted in best car, Sam, to make it? Hell yeah. You I'm know, actually kind of, you know, it would be better, Sam is to laser a whole gun in Biscar. That's that's mm. I'm I'm planning on that and taking all AR receiver set and doing that. It's gonna take a long freaking time. It takes me like almost an hour to laser one of those just one of those little ingots. So you know how long it's gonna take me to do a a big receiver set. But it'd be worth it. I think it'd look badass. So uh, so <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm trying to find out, you know, like why can't civilians own an MP7 in the United States, right? And H and K themselves on Twitter said, besides a civilian MP7, which HK model would you most like to see released in the USA? It's like these cocksuckers know that we want the MP7 more than fucking anything. Like that is the one gun that they make that we want. And they're like, besides that, what do you guys want? Because we're not giving you that. You no, not a fucking chance. Can you get can govern can can the government get it? Like yeah. Contractors and shit. Yeah, the, the government use uh, like um I think like private security or like certain security forces and like the CIA and shit use the MP7, obviously. But what a bunch of shit. That's right. a bunch of shit. Anything the government gets, we should damn well be able to get that shit too. Damn uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Up and should we rant about the <laughs> ATF some more, guys? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to drool about the MP7 more. It's really all I want to do. <laughs> I fucking love that thing, man. That's why I was talking about that uh, CMR30. Recoil did a. Yeah, you were creaming your jeans oh. over that thing. Recoil TV did a poor man's MP7 out of that thing. And like, oh yeah, SBR'd it and made ex- made you- their own extended mags and shit. God, so this is like a rich man's Uzi essentially. Yeah, I mean, with a way you- better round. Yeah, so. I mean, you can get an Uzi, I mean, you, then you'll just be like the pores, like the normal pores. Dude, this thing, uh, this thing is so much better than an Uzi, though. Yeah, but the thing that makes is this gun so badass is the fucking. This thing is like a auto. short stroke. I know, but this thing's a short stroke gas piston. I'll tell like, you what, I'll buy you uh, one. Like, 
this is a fucking submachine gun that runs a fucking short stroke gas piston instead of just blowback or like open bolt full auto like an Uzi and all that bullshit that always breaks and you know you know tell me to, like tell you me know fires one. when it when it wants. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> tell me to buy you one, Johnson. Yeah. I see there's a lot in here with some orange tips. I can buy you one of those. I, you know, if I can <laughs> clamshell, like, here's my thing. If I can buy, the problem is I want a nine millimeter MP7. I just because I'm cheap, but I feel like if I could buy a pistol and then clamshell one of these fucking like airsoft MP7 like bodies around it and make it functional, I would. I would 100% take one of these fucking airsoft MP7s and like clamshell it around a real gun just to make uh, myself feel better. I wonder if that guy that uh, that did the, uh, the super soaker with a 12 gauge. Right. No. <laughs> No, oh, that the, was the so guy that awesome. did our Freedom Fest two years ago had all the machine guns. Yeah. I wonder if he has one. We need to find out. Because he will, builds he oh. builds his stuff. He doesn't he doesn't import full guns. He builds his own. He's a manufacturer, so Man. yeah, four six by thirty. Interesting. Four six round. by thirty, so yeah. Twenty Nathan says it's ar armor piercing. Mm -hmm. effective range of 200 meters yeah it's it's obviously like a real close range deal but pretty aggressive like yeah. 2400 feet per second how big is it compared to like is it a bottleneck cartridge yeah okay interesting how big is it compared to a nine mil um well I wish I could share my screen with you. It's real, real close to a 5.7. I, it's like the case, the actual brass is real close to a 5.7. It's just neck down further. Miles, no, it would not be an AOW. Um, it's just, I don't know what the fuck. I mean, it'd be a registered machine gun because they don't make a semi-auto, a select fire version or like a semi-auto version. It's only select fire. Right, and if they did make a select fire, I see there's these all have a stock coming out the back. It'd just be if it was just semi auto, it'd just be a short barrel rifle at that point. Um, yeah, depending on yeah, I I don't even know all the all the details and the. I don't know. I love commit. this thing though. I just love to look at it. Would you just look at it? Look at that. Would you well, look at that? I better buy one. I better buy a Johnson one. Yep. Even if I bought him a freaking airsoft version, he'd still cream his pants over it. I would. I ah man, I love these things. Just need one. Okay. Or well. so if you clad. Oh, so yeah, he's saying if you clad a pistol with an airsoft body, would that be an AOW? I don't know. I don't know the legality of because remember we were talking. Or were we talking about that with the whole? I know Brandon Herrera showed on uh, Cursed Gun Images the whole super soaker with 12 gauge in it. I don't know if we talked about it or not, but yeah, I haven't I don't, seen that. No, I don't know what the legality is there of making. Well, would it be any different than the what are the Glock fucking the Ronies? The Ronies, yeah. Would it be any different than that? You just no. call it a, a pistol chassis? I don't know. Like, what do you call it? It may technically be legal, but the ATF would be like, "Nah, we don't like that. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna take you <laughs> right. in, bud." Yeah, yeah. This is something you make and you don't tell the ATF about. I mean, right? Pretty, yeah. pretty simple. Well, <laughs> no, you're supposed to make it, and then you send them a letter and say, "Hey, guys, what do you think of this?" No, you send it to them. <laughs> You send the entire yeah, thing, to, send right. the entire thing to them for evaluation. I just, I just, and six yeah. to twelve months, they'll return their decision. You gotta let it. you gotta let the fat D look at it. And if it's illegal, then they just come haul your ass to jail. But if it's totally cool, <laughs> then they'll give it back to you. Right.
So like that's yeah. And that's basically <laughs> what they were saying with the with these stabilizing braces. Like the only way we'll know if it's legal or not is if you send it to us. Yeah, you're going to have to send it. Months, we'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And if it's not legal, then we're going to take your ass to jail for 10 years for fucking making a short belt rifle. Like, why would anybody in the right mind ever even think about submitting anything to them? Yeah, we're not going to give like, you a chance you... to change it. We're just going to come arrest you. Yeah. Ugh. Morons. The whole okay. lot of them. All right. Well, we've, we've probably <laughs> had enough about the ATF. So <laughs> No, we haven't. Fuck them. Defund them. Oh, why don't we bitch about another thing? more laws and okay. shit johnson tell us about than dirt. the lawsuit going on God with cheaper suckers. than dirt yeah so cheaper than dirt as um most of us know i guess terrible. most of us uh, yeah so most people in the firearms community know that uh cheaper than dirt are a bunch of assholes who love price gouging people and uh taking advantage of times of emergency and panic to make a quick buck um it happened it pretty much happens every election with them they jack their prices up um after sandy hook sam was saying they had magazines for a hundred bucks a piece for 30 round mags um, because people Mm -hmm. were panicking that 30 round mags were going to be the next to die um so yeah everybody knows that they price couch um the coronavirus deal happened and they immediately had 223 up over a dollar around. Um, and this is way before prices actually got to a dollar around for five, five, six. This was still like 40 cent around five, five, six prices and they were up over a dollar, but, um, they're based out of, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, cheaper than dirt is. And, uh, the Texas attorney general, um, has accused cheaper than dirt of price gouging. So they have been, they've, the AG's office uh, said they found over 4,000 sales that involve price gouging, um, has directed the company to pay over $400,000 in refunds to consumers. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of torn on how I, how I feel about this because like that's kind of how like capitalism works, you know, like the consumer doesn't have to buy from this. Isn't the only person who sells ammunition and firearms. So they kind of have the choice to spend their money here or somewhere else. And obviously they can, look at the prices here and look at the prices somewhere else and realize that, you know, it's not right. Um, But the way this price gouging law is, is that in a state of emergency, companies can't raise their prices that rapidly in order to, you know, it's basically a protection for the consumer um, in time of emergency for necessities, right? So a beef producer can't triple the price on beef in one day because of, of an emergency, right? And um, so like food and water and gasoline and all these things are necessities, so they can't just jack the price up overnight, which is what what cheaper than it did. So the good thing is we're looking at um, at least Texas views ammunition and firearms as necessities um, in, in a state of emergency. Um, but I, I'm still a little torn. Like I'm happy that they consider that stuff necessities, but I, I'm, I'm still a little torn on, you know, whether I think it's something that's illegal or not because it's, and, and I, I completely agree uh, you know, fuck cheaper than dirt. They're a bunch of scumbag pieces of shit and they're price gouging people and fuck them for that. But is it, is it illegal for them to do? I, I don't know. Like to me, it's just like, if people know that they're price gouging, why not just stop giving them your money? Yeah. You yeah. I'm kinda, like it's the, I, that's the consumer's choice. 
Right. And I'm, I'm kind of torn on it too. Um, I mean, I absolutely a hundred percent despise cheaper than dirt. Like fuck them. Their faces of shit. Um, but the problem is like, say when gas prices rise, like if there's a, say there was a, um, a fire at a refinery in Texas, you know, mm-hmm. or a terrorist attack at a bunch of refineries. And it was clear that prices were going to go up. Well, gas, gas stations are not going to raise their prices immediately several dollars for that right. they will wait until um they have to pay more right and then they will charge more because the yep. sl- supply that they have and that's the way that i that i do things as well the supply of product that i have i bought it at this percent or at, at this amount of money i charge a certain markup you know that puts it up to this amount of money i don't see that there's a like a you know an opportunity and I bought, I still bought all this product down here and I'm going to sell it for a fucking hundred dollars because that is, I mean, right. that's, that's the definition of price gouging. Yeah. Um, and that's, so yes, I, I got, I do have a, a little bit of a problem with, 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 you know, the government doing that, but not really because fuck cheaper than dirt. Like, right. I, and, and I understand as, as, like. Yeah, fuck cheaper than dirt. They're a bunch of price price gouging assholes. I get that, but like, to me, it's I don't know. Does the government need to step in there? Probably not. I think people just, hey, these guys are price gouging assholes. Nobody shop there. Okay. And the other, the then other, they go out of business. Yeah, but that's they're not. I don't know, and I don't understand how they keep making money. I don't under I don't understand. <laughs> I don't other, know because I feel like it's is, really well known that these guys are do this every in the time. gun industry. Yeah, but they prey on they prey on new gun buyers and new yeah. new people in the industry. I suppose. Yeah, when we have and they millions have, of new gun buyers in this year alone, they just go. Right. They see they hear cheaper than dirt, and they're like, "Ooh, that must be the best place to go." Right, and they're even in good times. They're not fucking cheap. Right. Like, yeah, their ammo prices are never the lowest ammo prices you can find. No, ammo mags, they're never the fucking cheapest. They just aren't. Um, th- but the problem is they, they have such good SEO, um, search engine optimization and all that shit, that when you search for the shit, there's always way up there in the top. They pay a shitload for ads, so they're always right in front of people's faces. So that's why they get such good sales. I mean, you know, the the American mind is trained that if they're in the first top three search results, they must be legit and they're they're good to go. Yeah. So they spend a fuckload on 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 keeping themselves in those uh, those top three search results. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really care. Screw cheaper than dirt. Fuck on my. <laughs> right. You know, and I'm not I'm not ever gonna start price gouging. So, you know, if the government but I'm trying to think of a patch, like a play use use cheaper than dirt's logo, but just change the words up, like um uh, <clears throat> to somehow uh, as a bash on cheaper than dirt. So if anybody can think of some good play on on those words, um turn it into um a bash on cheaper than dirt. Let me know. I think that's a good idea for a patch. You should come up with your own ideas. <laughs> yeah, but that's sometimes the customers got good ones. That's they had the idea for the uh, the penny copper penny Glock plates, and those are those are pretty damn good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, does um, anyone have anything more to say, or what are you going to say I there, got, Sam? I got lots more to say. I can go on all, all freaking night if you let me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to let you. So. <laughs> right. Why would anybody want to listen to that for more than three minutes? Hey, fuck you too. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> My... Uh, Mike, uh, Michael, I'm seriously confused. What's what's the what's the rip your what's what's the rip your ass comment, Mike? <laughs> what, what are you talking about, bud? <laughs> uh, yeah, anybody else in the comment section got something they want to ask before we uh, worthless as dirt? No, that's not, it's not bad. That's not bad. I think we can do better, but I I, I don't I don't hate it. 
cheaper than <laughs> oh uh this remind that reminds me did you guys see the new uh black rifle coffee commercial they did with the bass pro shop steel nope huh. oh fuck it was funny they basically like bunch of guys after uh, a few of the black rifle coffee guys inside of bass pro shops you know dragging uh matt best around behind a four-wheeler and shit blew through a bunch of displays and all this and that and he's just trying to they're just trying to buy the black rifle coffee that's on sale right gets up to the cash register and she's like your total sixty five thousand dollars he's like i thought that i thought the coffee was on sale she's like it's for the damages and she like turns the screen around then they've got you know all the shit that he broke but then it was like nine millimeter 20 rounds twelve thousand dollars <laughs> it's like yep they get it <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'll check yeah. that out when we're off here oh yeah, mike was a couple good ones mike mike was saying that rip your ass was for the logo cheaper than dirt rip your ass oh yeah okay yeah i got i got you i got you Sorry about my friend. We're a little slow. <laughs> He's a little slow. <laughs> the town's back that way. Yeah, the Veterans vs. Sci-Fi video was also good. That's on uh, Matt Best's channel, if you want to look at that. That one's good. I've been falling behind on the, on those videos. I should check them out. Yeah, pretty funny. Well, boys, we're coming up on an hour, and we did get over 20 shares tonight. So we've got... Did we really? We did. We got 21 shares. So we've got to get, and we've had a, over Great 20 job, viewers guys. the entire Great time. Job. We should have a blizzard every other Wednesday night. Okay, well, here, <laughs> let me refresh. I only got, I only <laughs> saw like, let's Son see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I only saw like eight people that said they shared it. Um, so I'm not sure who to enter here. Um, well. But I'm certainly game for giving away a patch box. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good. good. So, yeah. Um, like I said, there's only there was eight people that that said they shared it that I saw in the comments. There we oh, go. You got. You want it. me to get you a, a list? Um, got Miles. Got yourself. Yep. Uh, Leonardo. Oh yeah. Pus yeah. He did the original, uh, the original, uh, Titanic? you guys see that Milwaukee, you guys see that Milwaukee AR that went real big. Mm -hmm. That was, that was him. He did that. Uh, John Haynes, 10, eight enterprises. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Debbie Rife, Nathan Bush, Shyworks. Oh, so a couple yeah. of these were from Sam's. Oh, it's, we're cutting it close there. Yeah, whatever. Got, it says we have 22 now, so. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. So. It's only yeah, showing me a number, those, so I don't know. All right, well, I just took down the people that said in the comments that they posted. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Bob, so give me a, a number. Deal. <laughs> Leonardo, um, you know, he's pretty I, I actually... I met him in uh, in Vegas last year, actually. Yeah. Uh, Box, give me a number between one and eight. Three. Matt Sturdivant. Matt Sturdivant, if you are in here, shoot me a like message. One like. I know. I think he. Things already. Uh, I think he might have won some stickers. God, what? Um, I don't think I've ever won anything that i've ever entered ever in my life so Matt, so either if you're still <laughs> in here shoot me a message i got some uh let me know what let me know what uh what metal patch you want we got the i know what one you're gonna say actually i got the defund the atf don't tread on me bush labe come take one fuck your feelings shy works and you're probably gonna say the best car um but yeah, uh, shoot me a message and I'll get that out to you. Thanks for everybody that shared. Appreciate it as always. Twas another fun night. 
Okay, I guess uh, we're going to call it. Wow, right on time, too. Coming right up on an hour here. So uh, thanks, everyone, for... Excuse me. Thanks for stopping by. It was actually a pretty good good episode tonight. The weather's shitty. I hope we entertained you at least a little bit tonight. Uh, If you're watching this on on podcast providers after the fact, we do this live on Facebook every other Wednesday night. So be sure to like us on Facebook and get into the conversations there. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram. We're not very active there, but we're we're there. I don't know how much longer we'll be there. Who knows? Um, Be sure to check out Shy Works, the sponsor of tonight's show, and also Ballistic Imagery. And I don't know if I have anything else to say to you guys. I think that's it. Sam, take it away. Yep. As always, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks to everybody that submitted comments down to the ATF. Uh, it makes a difference. Much appreciated. And um, it is it is Christmas in two days. So I hope you guys have a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic Christmas. I just saw Michael's comment. I found this hard to fab too. <laughs> Sorry, man. We'll put we'll put box in a bikini next time. I I, I guess I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) i hope you guys have a fantastic christmas Uh, i hope you go and you see your families because that's what christmas is all about guys remember what remember what it's all about and um yeah until we talk to you next time guys remember life short live free god bless god bless united states of america and defund the atf freedom